Sounders, keep your shades anchored and where they belong during life's greatest feats. Head to soundergoods.com and use promo code KTTC to get 10% off and free shipping with any order. You're listening to the Keef to the City podcast. Here's Neil Keith. All right, so the Rangers are once again faced with the situation that seems to face them at uh, each point of the season every single year, and that's another Game 7. Just a, a couple weeks after a Game 7 against the Capitals, here we are again, Game 7, Rangers lightning after they staved off elimination in Tampa Bay the other night uh, with a huge 7-3 win uh, to bring this series back to Madison Square Garden uh, where uh, Henrik Lundqvist seems to play his best, where the Rangers have never lost a Game 7 in the history of the organization. And joining me today with uh, Game 7 on tap here and a chance to go back to the Stanley Cup Final is 610 of Barstool Sports New York. You can uh, check him out over there on Barstool Sports New York. 610, how's it going today? It's going all right, man. A little nervous, a little excited, a little calm, a little scared, a little bit of everything going into another Game 7. <laughs> well, the last time we talked was right before the uh, the, the Rangers-Capitals Game 7, and you were headed back to, to MSG, and it was either a chance for uh, you know a glorious night or one where uh, you know you drain your bank account a little and watch the season come to a crashing, disappointing end. But now we're here just a couple weeks later faced with another Game 7. Uh, we didn't get a chance to talk before this uh, series started, but um, you know I, I had predicted the Rangers in six just because it worked well when I did it against Pittsburgh and Washington, so I figured why break up a good thing, but did you think we'd be here once again looking at yet another Game 7? When I had uh, initially broke it down, I, had, I, I picked the Rangers in five only because I was optimistic that um, at Tampa Bay's style, obviously being a lot less physical and a little more open, would finally awaken the Rangers' offense, and you know they'd light it up and potentially finish it off early. Um, obviously, that didn't happen to start um, we're there now, but I did say that um, if the Rangers continue to play their their grinding uh, a, a playoff style and didn't get the the goals they needed to to get a, an early uh, two game series lead, that they'd still win in seven based on their experience. Uh, in big spots like this, so I, I guess this is where we are. Yeah, and, uh, you know, that made sense, and I felt like, especially after, you know, coming back when these games, uh, you know, six, five, six, and 7 against Washington and doing what they did last year against Pittsburgh once again, and all the momentum riding high and then entering, uh, you know, going back to MSG for games 1 and 2 and just staying home after that game 7, I figured, you know, they win that game game one on that Saturday afternoon and everything was going great. Uh, and then they drop the next two and then they come back and win the must-win in game four. And, and really, I guess I shouldn't be surprised with any Rangers team at this point, no matter how good they were in the regular season. It just seems like that aura of, you know, going into every game in the postseason and not knowing which Rangers team is going to show up. I think it'll just stick with the team forever because when you look at game four, basically a must-win game, and they come out and they play, uh, you know, probably their most impressive performance of the season up until the game six the other night, and then to have game five with the series tied come back to MSG and put together the most miserable, embarrassing postseason effort. I can remember probably since, you know, maybe the the 2010-11 season when they just couldn't score against Washington, but to not even challenge Ben Bishop after how bad he's been in this series and to get shut out and not even really have one serious quality scoring chance the entire game, um, and Henrik Mm -hmm. stand on his head once again and 
give up really, you know, a three on two goal to Philpola and then uh, Steven Stamkos sitting on the doorstep untouched on the power play. Uh, you know, Henrik, it, it certainly wasn't his fault in that game. And I just was so puzzled after game five that, you know, if the, seri- if the series and the season did end in game six, it wouldn't have shocked me because it, it, I just, I, I still can't get over how bad they were in, in game five. Yeah, and that was another game. I was actually there in the building for that one too, and um, I was watching it. And as as I got drunker and drunker, I kept imagining like maybe I'm just seeing this through beer goggles, and it looks a lot worse than it is. Um, I watched the replay the next day, and you're right. I mean, that was for for uh, the for for the game they played in Game Four to respond with that at home in Game Five. You're right. I mean, it's it's you wonder, you know, how can a, one team um, that had such a strong regular season and had just um, made another ridiculous comeback against the Caps and now has an opportunity to take the stranglehold of the Eastern Conference Final. Um, how, how, could they, how could their styles of play be so different from one night to the next? Um, and that, that, honestly, I mean, for, for the Rangers' history in, in Game 7s and Hank in elimination games, we all know those numbers left and right. Um, that does make me a little nervous, especially considering... Um, their their recent um, great efforts have been in Tampa Bay, whereas at home, even throughout the all, the, the entire playoffs, they're basically a 500 team. The goal diff is is even. It almost seems like every game at the Garden is a coin flip, um, and it almost comes down to who scores first. That's that's going to take games like this. Yeah, and I I feel like that's the oddest part about all of this because, like you said, we hear these numbers about how good the Raiders have been in Game 7s at home. They've never lost one in Madison Square Garden. Uh, Henrik's incredible Game 7 and elimination game numbers. And and it just puzzles me because, you know, I, I, I'm very confident in this team. I was confident, um, you know, against the Capitals in Game 7. I said I was a 9 out of 10 confident. The, that one, you know, difference between the 9 and the 10 being the fact that in Game 7 any crazy bounce or, or one, you know, one half of a second mistake could cost you the season. And in this Game game 7, you know, I'm certainly not as confident because Tampa Bay is a better team, um, <clears throat> the best team the Rangers have seen in the postseason. Maybe the best team, even if they win the East, the best team they'll see possibly the entire year because I don't know that, you know, Anaheim and Chicago pose the same threats that the Lightning do, and it seems sort of such a mismatch for the Rangers that, that they haven't really figured out the way to handle it with any consistency, and that's why they've yet to win back-to-back games in this series. Uh, but, yeah, I just... You know, this Game 7, it feels so much different. It feels like Tampa Bay, you know, they have figured out how to play at MSG. They, they did in the regular season. They've done it in the playoffs. Um, they're certainly not going to be scared in this spot, um, even if they did, you know, blow a chance to close out the series at home. And uh, I just can't get a real good feel. I mean, I'm certainly I'm still confident because it's heavy, because it's them at home. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm more nervous about this game, and I guess rightfully so, because of, you know, what it means if you win it um, than any other, mm-hmm. other game this season. But uh, I haven't really panicked this postseason. The only time I did was in the final minutes of uh, Game 5 against Washington because it just seemed like, well, that's it. You know, it started to settle in that the season was over. Uh, But aside from that, you know, even when they lost Game 2 to Pittsburgh, even when they, you know, after they won that Game 5 against Washington, even when they trailed 2-1 to here in this series, I've remained calm, I've remained patient, and just felt like they'd find a way to get it done. And now here we are, you know, one game separating them from returning back to the final or ending the season prematurely. Uh, I don't know. It's just, it's it's a weird feeling. And I just, I don't know what to think. I don't know if I should be confident or not heading into game seven. Well, I mean, I, 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 I hear you a hundred percent. It's, it's, it's an interesting situation because it almost gets to a point where 
Um, they've done this so many times. You almost think nobody can keep doing this forever. Like it has to come to an end at some point. Eventually, Lundquist is going to be whether it's ten and one, twelve and one. That one in the loss column in home elimination games has to happen sooner or later. If it doesn't, I mean, cool, I'm all for it. But I mean, logistically speaking, the run that, that he's been on in elimination games and the Rangers as a team is is unreal. Um, but as far as the Lightning are concerned, I, I disagree with you a little bit, only because I think over the last couple of games outside of, uh, you know, the clunker they, they played at MSG, um, they've, they've kind of exposed the, a couple of holes in, in Tampa Bay, namely, um, obviously, Ben Bishop. If you're, if you're Ben Bishop, this being your first playoffs, even I think they said he's only played one a playoff game in the AHL. Um, he has very minimal experience, and he's just been lit up for five in three or four games. Um, and he's been pulled from a game six. For him to come into this situation, maybe if it's against a different team under different circumstances, he might be able to find some sort of silver lining. But it's been impossible to beat the Rangers in this spot, and you're asking this kid to come back after his recent performances and, and do that. That's a really, really, really tough task. But on the flip side, it's a matter of which Rangers team shows up because, again, if they don't pepper him with any quality chances or have any net front presence or, or, or drive the puck um, to the net and, and create some havoc, then, you know, it doesn't really matter what he does. Um, I also think that, you know, for, for all the hype the, the triplets gotten, don't get me wrong, I'm not writing them off by any stretch of the imagination. They've obviously slowed down over the last couple of games. And if they're going to hang their hat on a couple of late, Kucherov goals um, that came when, in a third period when the game was already decided. That, to me, means they're reaching for some sort of confidence that they don't really have. They almost have to wonder, okay, where did our magic go? And again, as far as uh, leadership behind the bench, Vigneault's been here before. Um, Cooper is, is, is just as new to the, uh, to the NHL coaching circuit as you know some of his kids are to um, a Game 7 Eastern Conference Final. And I, I, I respect Coach Cooper and in, in, in what he's been saying after the games, exuding confidence and whatnot, and maybe it's just me being a Ranger fan, but the, especially after the game six loss where he said something like, you know, uh, where, where we play our best when their back's against the wall and, and the Rangers have never done it against us, so we'll see what happens to me, and maybe I'm just reading into it too much. I feel like it's almost like a false sense of security, like he just thinks this is what he has to say. And I don't expect him to say, oh, shit, you know, we're in big trouble now. The Rangers are going to mow us down. We have no chance. But there's, just, there's, 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 there's something missing. And, and, again, in this spot, there, uh, there's a lot to be said about experience, and the Rangers have it through and through, and they've been – successful in recent history, whereas Tampa Bay is walking into this, blowing a shot at home and getting embarrassed, now having to come in and do the impossible. That's a really, really tough spot for them to, to handle mentally. If the Rangers get the jump, they could be in big trouble. Well, I like what you said there about Bishop, and that's that's reassuring. But at the same point, you know, this is a guy who was pulled in Game 6, gave up uh, five goals in Game 4, gave up five in Game 3, and somehow, you know, they they didn't even have any chances against him in a shutout game in, in Game 5. And I think that is the that is the thing that worries me the most is that is that one game. And, and granted, it was just one out of the six games they've played so far. And making Maybe I'm making a bigger deal out of it than it is. But with the magnitude of that game, having one, saving the series, going back home, and then putting in that type of effort, I just can't get that out of my head that that you know is a possibility that we might see that Rangers effort again in Game Seven. And I didn't think that was the case against the Capitals. I thought you know they would come back, they'd play as good as they did. The momentum was on their side, and you'd like to think after saving the series 
for real an elimination game in game six and now coming home that you would get the same effort we got in game six but to know that what they did in game five after four it's hard to think that you know to get game seven out of your mind that 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 game six or, or game five possibility isn't a possibility again and it just it just sucks because Ben Bishop if you challenge him if you get quality scoring chances he's going to <laughs> allow pucks in. I mean we saw it the other night uh, with a chance to close out the Rangers we saw it in back to get back games in games three and four and I think the biggest thing going for the Rangers in this game is the difference in goaltending and how good Lundqvist can be and how bad Bishop can be and uh, you know Lundqvist doesn't really give up bad goals and certainly his goals against the, you know this series isn't what it has been in the past and that's really more the defense you know hanging him out to dry with crazy odd man rushes two on ones breakaways all over the place um, I, I just think that goaltending is certainly the biggest difference but that, that one game just keeps sticking out when I when I like to get confident about this game. Well, I mean, and you have every right to because, again, like, obviously everybody knows Lundqvist is a better, more reliable, more experienced goalie than Ben Bishop. <laughs> Excuse me. But his his degree of difficulty, some of the big saves Henrik has to make, is, is way higher than anything Bishop has to do. So, like I said, game five, they didn't challenge him. He's such a big goalie. If you're taking shots from an angle or he sees them or you're taking them from outside the dots, He's too big. He doesn't even have to move. He doesn't have to be a goalie. He just has to, you know, take up the net, which he's done very well. But as soon as they get in close and they get him moving side to side, that's when that five hole opens up. That's when he's he's beatable. Um, the 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 scary part though is outside of the game five effort. For as much as they as, as the scoreboard shows they dominated game six. It really was only one line, and and kudos if they can do it again. I'm glad that you know Nash stepped up. JT Miller has been such a pleasant surprise in that spot, and Broussard has was unfucking real, and he's he's shown up more times than not in big games. So I'm I'm still confident in them, but they had 18 shots or something like that as a line. I think the rest of the forwards had maybe like six or seven. Like Dom Moore was the only other forward that had more than one shot on goal. I don't think Kreider had one. Hayes didn't have one. Marty didn't have one. So for as much as they dominated the scoreboard and, and the top line got it done, um, we still didn't see um, all four lines, you know, do, putting, putting the pressure on. It was all very top-heavy, and, and the defense contributed a lot with shots and pinches and stuff like that. So if, if you take game five aside, even game six wasn't the full-fledged, offensive assault we didn't take advantage of of our depth on the third line again Stepan and Kreider were relatively invisible as far as offense was concerned so I mean you're entitled to be worried but sure but um again it, it Bishop is the key if, if if they can just find a way to get one on him early I just can't imagine that this is the game where he steps up puffs his chest and says I'm going to beat Henrik Lundqvist but again it's up for the Rangers to put that pressure on him well, going back to to the game seven against the Capitals and entering that game, you know, you certainly don't want to let their best player beat you, and that was Ovechkin, and he did early on with that goal after his guarantee, and you could sort of make that case here again where, you know, let someone other than Steven Stamkos beat you, and and uh, in that horrendous game five effort, you, he scores that goal on the power play where he's sitting alone on the doorstep on the top of the crease, wide open. No one's even looking at him. Yep. No one's touching him. He just gets the puck and puts it right in, and that's scary because out of all the people on the lightning, you think that's the guy that you would target d- defensively and make sure that there's someone always right there on him. And it's unimaginable that he could ever score a goal that easy in a series like this. And then in game six, 
you know, Lundqvist makes <clears throat> maybe the save of the series where the same exact play happens where Lund- uh, where Stamkos yeah, is was sitting there once again. And it's like, how is this guy getting that open? I mean, here's a guy, let him beat you, let him burn the whole team and then come down and make a highlight real goal that, you know, will be remembered for the ages. But don't let him sit, you know, at the top of the crease and just play rebound on Lundqvist. I mean, that's that, that's that's embarrassing. And, and to think that, you know, entering this game seven, I mean, that's the one guy you shut down. Let, you know, let JT Brown score the game winner or somebody but don't let steven let don't let it be steven stamkos i mean make sure he's covered the entire game yeah i mean and and i agree but it, it it's it's almost easier said than done i mean he's an elite goal scorer for a reason he finds those pockets he finds those holes for some reason off rebounds especially i've watched him he just he anticipates them before they even come off hank's pads he's he's an exceptional talent but you're right i mean that that's not you can't let that guy sit um, his his team ablaze. Similar to when Ovechkin scored in Game Seven, everybody was like, "Oh shit, this is the ex- last thing we want to have happen." They managed to fend that off. Obviously, we don't want to be in that situation again. Um, the the player though, outside of the obvious triplets and Stamkos, I'm fucking terrified of Ryan Callahan tonight, man. He, <laughs> after, especially after he scored that goal uh, the, the, on the breakaway, he was. Uh, a wrecking ball. He was the Ryan Callahan that we fell in love with when he was wearing a Ranger sweater for years. Um, you know for a fact, I mean, I honestly think their three best players were the three former Rangers. I thought Strawman was solid. I thought Boyle did what Boyle does. Um, and, and Callahan was, was awesome. Those three guys are all coming into this building with a little extra chip on their shoulder, and you need that kind of leadership. You need that kind of um, maniacal play where, where Boyle's going to – he'll take a shot off the face. He doesn't care. Callahan's going to you know, hit everything in sight. Um, those are the guys, especially Callahan, that might light a spark um, on the Tampa Bay bench that kind of gets them up and ready and, and, and a little more – eager to take on the challenge instead of being overwhelmed by the moment. Callahan scares the crap out of me. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, like you did say on on Stamkos, I mean, it's easier said than done, and elite players will, you know, that's what makes them elite is they'll find a way to get it done. And and with Callahan, I mean, that goal he scored at Lundqvist on the breakaway, uh, while it was developing, I thought there was a 0% chance he was going to score there. Uh, I didn't, I especially especially didn't expect him to make a move after all the shootouts we've seen where he, you know, she just comes in and just lets a wrist shot rip. Uh, But... Yeah, mm-hmm. it seems like, like you said, he has an extra chip on his shoulder. And it's weird how he's sort of become, at least for me, you know, the villain in this series because I don't want to see him reach the Stanley Cup final with the Lightning and go on and win it before the Rangers do. I mean, that's a nightmare situation, <laughs> especially considering yep. it wouldn't just be him. It would be Boyle as well, who I killed every year he was here in New York. Uh, Strawman, a guy mm-hmm. who never really reached his full potential in New York. We only saw it in glimpses, and now he's become, you know, a, a top pair defenseman for the Lightning. Uh, I mean, that's that would be awful if they were to win this Game 7 go on to win the Cup. Um, and for Callahan, I mean... To me, I mean, I was never as as attached to him as other Rangers fans were. Even when he was the captain, I felt like you know him and Brandon Dubinsky sort of followed similar career paths, and it could have easily had been Dubinsky mm-hmm. that had been named the captain. And uh, I wasn't upset when he left. I wanted St. Louis. I thought it was a great deal for the Rangers. Uh, he commanded to, and demanded too much money, and 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 that's why he's gone. But uh, you know, to see Ryan Callahan, I mean, to score that goal and then to give a celebration, like he, you know, he was Steel Flurry back in the '80s, winning the Stanley Cup. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to see him be the guy that gets it done. Let it be anyone else. I mean, let it even be Stamkos sitting on the doorstep wide open. Then it should be Ryan Callahan. Yeah, and, and again, I mean, I, I I I understand for the most part what the range did. I had zero problem with with the Callahan trade. I understood the circumstances. 
Um, I might have been in the minority. I, when I was thinking big picture, I wanted the Rangers to keep Strawman and maybe let uh, Mark Stahl go. Um, they didn't do that. Apparently, they never really offered Boyle much of anything to keep him, and I thought he might have been important um, as a depth center before we knew what our situation was going to be on the third line. Um, but if 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 the Rangers do drop this game, I mean, those are kind of, to a team that has all three of those guys, I mean, Slats deserves a little bit of skepticism, or at least the Rangers do in saying, you know what, maybe you took a couple of calculated risks, um, but you clearly made the wrong moves. Now, I'm not going to say that that's, gonna, that's the reason why they lose if it happens. Um, I'm just saying, you know, the, the, the media is probably going to come on down hard when the, the three of them are, are embracing in the garden, no less, as Lundqvist and, and all the guys that, you know, they, they, they played with for so long are leaving their own building. Yeah, I agree. And I, I feel like, you know, you bring up the idea that if they do lose, that people will say, oh, you should have kept these three guys. They were the difference makers from the Lightning not reaching uh, the conference finals and then reaching the Stanley Cup final a year ago and the difference between the Rangers doing it last year and then not doing it this year. Uh, but also when it comes down to that, I mean, if the Rangers are to lose game seven, you know, there's a lot of people feeling like this season will be a disappointment or a failure because after reaching the final last year, the next step should be to reach the final and win it. And I feel like had they lost loss to the Capitals, it would have been a disappointment, but at this point, you know, to reach the conference finals again, if you lose in Game 7 uh, to a team that's good as the Lightning has been, I, I still view the season as a, as a success. You know, I've had a lot of fun watching these now 100 games of this Rangers team. The regular season was the best regular season uh, in forever for them in 20-plus years. Um, the postseason has been memorable, especially with their comeback against the Capitals. If they are to lose, you know, say 2-1 to one or 3-2 to two in overtime or something, yeah, will be devastating especially to get this close and to not get the job done again but I will view it as the failure that some people will only because I mean the Lightning are certainly a worthy opponent yeah I mean I I I probably agree with you for the most part I mean you can never say getting to the Eastern Conference final is is a failure um, but obviously the Rangers are building uh, as a as a win now team. I mean, for all intents and purposes, they 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 traded Strawman and brought in Boyle. I mean, th- that's not how it exactly went down, but that's essentially who they swapped. You know, they brought in a more experienced guy who can who was supposed to contribute offensively, and he's played well as of late. But obviously, for the most part, he was a, a disappointment throughout the season. But again, they brought in an older guy to, that that's been there to help them win now. Um, you know, they, they, they traded away Duclair to bring in Yandel, who, again, struggled in the beginning but has now, you know, shown his mettle um, and his playmaking ability. Um, it's, it's, it's tough for me to, to, to think that it, it, it won't be a failure, though, but I guess the, the only out is, and I've purposely not talked about him as much because I don't think it's an excuse. I think the Rangers are good enough, but especially in a series like this where, where uh, the Rangers needed – their best offensive effort, not having a guy like Zuccarello. That's, that's not your, your team. You're missing a, a high-quality top-six playmaker and, for all intents and purposes, a, a, a spark plug. I mean, he, he, he's a guy outside of Kreider um, that could just light this team up with emotion. He was a tough little bastard in front of the net. He'll, he'll pee to face wash Stamkos a couple of times. I mean, that's, that's a big piece to be missing and expect to outdo what you did the previous season. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's obviously a great season overall. Um, 
I don't know if I can fully admit now. Maybe after if it does happen, if it sets in, maybe I can be a little more objective. But again, with this game seven in hand against an inexperienced team, this is just a situation they have to capitalize on and get back and hopefully um, get those those four final wins and bring a cup back home. Well, the lazy rhetoric always seems to be when the Rangers lose is that Henrik Lundqvist, you know, can't win in the playoffs, can't get the job done as if, you know, this is tennis and golf and he's playing the game by himself. Um, and then, I mean, you look at goalies in the past that have won the cup, whether it's Corey Crawford or Marc-Andre Fleury. And, you know, if you put Lundqvist on this Blackhawks team, they probably are looking at their six straight Stanley Cup. So uh, the idea that the goalie wins the Stanley Cup, you know, by himself is just insane. And I feel like, you know, more than anything, more than just wanting the Rangers to to win because I'm a Rangers fan is to want Lundqvist to win because you know granted I don't know him I'm not his friend you know he's just the goalie of the hockey team that I like but it just seems like you know out of all the guys you know genuinely you know when you watch him in his post-game interviews when you hear him talk about you know what it means to be the goalie for this team and then the postseason I mean I I just you know he just has to win and I feel like you know there's this idea that his numbers aren't solidified and his career won't mean as much if he never wins the cup which is just insane Saying because he's you know pretty much the only reason for a long stretch of time after the lockout that they even reached the postseason um, and most of their success if not all of it can be attributed to his play over the last 10 years but I just feel like more so than just wanting the Rangers to win I just want Henrik Lundqvist to win really badly yeah I mean there's guys in all sports that you root for and just say that you know for they they deserve it and 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 he's just that guy it's never been his fault that they haven't won um, he's always put forth a supreme effort and gotten them as far as they've as they've been more times than not. Um, it, it it he's one of those guys. You, you just there's a difference though. You just don't want to see him be the Dan Marino of 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 hockey. There's a big difference between him um, with without a ring and and him with one. There'll be a year where you can just say it all came together and Henrik Henrik was finally made it happen, pulled it out. This is this will be the highlight year of his career if he can pull it off. And 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 again, he's not he's not an asshole. He he seems like a like a great guy, a guy that everybody should be rooting for and uh, you're right. I I I hope I hope he gets it. Yeah, and I feel like you know going back to to the game that they lose in overtime, the six to five game, they blow a two goal lead. They overcome a two goal deficit of their own, um, and and he g- gives up all six goals. And especially the overtime winner, which you know is a shot he probably has most of the time. Uh, you know, it's not exactly a high quality scoring chance or a high percentage shot, but everyone instantly turned to him, saying, you know, how can Lundqvist give up you know six goals and they give up six the game before? And y- you look at that game, and I mean. JT Brown had a breakaway moments before in overtime that he stops and then he gives up a goal, you know, a minute later that isn't a goal he typically gives up. But it was almost like he was better off giving up the breakaway goal to JT Brown because the criticism would have been lessened. And I just feel like when you look at this Rangers defense, I mean, those six goals aren't on him. How many times can the Lightning, you know, have open, wide open chances, breakaways, two on ones, uh, three on twos below the blue line? I mean, at some point, the Rangers' defense has to step up, and and they really haven't consistently, um, you know, n- not even only in this series, but in the entire postseason. I mean, it's been the Henrik Lundqvist show once again for the majority of this playoffs, and I feel like going back to, you know, when this defense started to get built, when they, uh, you know, when they made the trade for McDonough, when they signed Jardy as an undrafted free agent, and we went through, you know, a lot of rocky times with that defense, you know, three, four years ago, um, it, this defensive core has sort of, you know, always gotten a free pass almost because of how good Lundqvist has been, and then when things go badly, Lundqvist takes the brunt of it, and I just feel like they really need to 
step up in Game Seven. Uh, you know, that's you know an obvious uh, a sort of point to make. But uh, they need to do to be better than they have been, especially McDonough and Girardi. For a top pair, they've been pretty awful this series. Yeah, they've they listen. It's it's those those triplets and and, and Stamkos. It's it's tough with a two line attack. Um, obviously, they need to play better, and and I do agree. Even though uh, no matter how well the Rangers defense plays, Lundqvist is going to have to make a, a save or two, pull one out of his ass to uh, to 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 save his team. Um, I, the the guy I'm disappointed with the most, and again, he he, he is coming off injury, but but Kevin Klein kind of stinks. I mean, he's really <laughs> before he got hurt, he was he was he was awesome. I mean, listen, he's not one of the elite defenders in the NHL, but he's he's has to be one of the best you know three four guys the way he played up until he got hurt. Um, I know maybe he's still readjusting. It's only been what maybe ten games or something like that. I know he missed round one, uh, but it's 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 tough not to be able to rely on him when you see your one-two guys kind of getting beat up more times than not. But uh, McDonough is similar to Lundquist. I think he'll have his best game of the series tonight as well. I'm not particularly worried about their defense. Again, like you said in the beginning, that Game 5 offensive Rangers they're they're my biggest worry. When it comes to Game Seven, you know, I I talked about in the Rangers Capitals Game Seven how I was a nine out of ten there confidence level. I'd say going into this Game Seven, it's a little less. It's probably a seven out of ten. How confident are you heading into this Game Seven with a trip to the final on the line? Um, I'm probably right around a seven too. I mean, again, it, <clears throat> it's it's almost how many times can this happen is my biggest worry. But again, on the on the flip side. If the Rangers are to lose in this spot, uh, with as far as they've gotten and as much, um, uh, you know, as much as they're building off of blowing out Tampa Bay in their own building, um, they 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 have they have there's there's every logical advantage that sits on on the Rangers side. So not only would it be surprising to see their streak end simply from a, a, a numbers perspective, this just doesn't seem like the opponent that's going to be the ones to do it. Um, uh, inexperienced coach, inexperienced goalie, those are two of the most important pieces um, to a puzzle like this. Um, the Rangers uh, defensively um, have been disappointing at times but should be better. Um, they're, they're, they're deeper. Um, so, again, like we've said a couple of times, it all comes down to what offense are the Rangers going to bring. Are they going to have that sense of urgency, that, 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 that high-flying ability to throw pucks at the net, um, make Bishop have to play literally the game of his life to even keep his team in it, or are they going to do the the, the 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 scratch and claw, you know, kind of sit um, with uh, a patience that can sometimes drive you bananas and just wait for an opportunity to present itself, and if it never comes, like it didn't in Game Five, they could be in some serious trouble. But again, it, it's 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 too big a spot, too much riding on it for the Rangers to let this go, whereas the Tampa Bay Lightning team, their their future's still way ahead of them. This is a situation that if they do lose Game 7, they'll learn from it. They'll be right up there battling for the best in the East for, for years to come. But this is just seemingly an almost impossible situation for, for them to pull out. So I'm, I'm confident it's going to be a nail-biter. They're never going to make it easy. But um, the Rangers should prevail. And as you say that, I just saw a tweet that Lundqvist went, went down in, in the practice today after JT Miller just took a high shot on him. Um, so <laughs> it, says he, it says he got up and he's fine, but probably should keep the shots on the pads uh, the day before Game 7. Well, uh, don't, don't forget, in, in, in Game 5, I was, there, I was watching Bishop take his warm, so he got hit right in the nuts and then went 
to pitch a shutout. So maybe this is maybe this is a good sign, a little role reversal. I saw that you know I went on StubHub just for shits because I'm certainly not about to you know pay my rent on going to, to to game seven because of the idea that if they lost it would be a dagger. But are you draining the bank account again to, to head back to MSG? No, I, I, I thought about it. Like, I for 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 game five, I actually found a, a, a real good deal. I sat in the one hundreds for two hundred ninety bucks. So that that's that's not going to happen again. <laughs> um, right now, though, I mean, they started out at like eight hundred nine hundred bucks. If I wanted to sit in the four hundreds for for six hundred bucks, that's still, you know, I love my Rangers, but that's way out of my price range. If I'm gonna break the bank for something like that, it's going to be for a cup game, which granted is probably going to be twice as much. Um, but, but still that, that, that's more of a, of a, of a once in a lifetime opportunity to see a Stanley cup game, um, tonight. I mean, tomorrow night, it would be bananas to be there, but yeah, no, not, they're not going to drain me just yet. I'm confident there'll be a couple more opportunities for me to, uh, break the bank. Well, you know, you look ahead, and if they are able to win this Game 7 on Friday night, then Saturday's Game 7 between the Ducks and the Blackhawks becomes a, a must-watch event for all Rangers fans. And is there any team, if they are, to get by here that you're rooting for specifically to win that? That series has been so bananas. I literally, I watch it specifically to look for how the Rangers would match up. And I've gone back and forth at least ten times. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, on, on one hand, the, the, the Ducks are... You know, big and bad, very physical. Corey Perry is a straight-up asshole. Who, if he's on your team, you love him, but he's he he just be a, a colossal mindfuck to whoever he plays if the Ducks make it to the Stanley Cup. Um, you look at the Blackhawks, and you know you see Corey Crawford's almost like a fifty-fifty guy as to who's going to show up. They they literally have maybe four legit defensemen. Um, I'm not real worried about guys like Brad Richards. Vermette turned out to be a deadline flop. But they got those five guys, man. Taze, Kane, Duncan Keith is a fucking animal. You know, even Seabrook back there is awesome. You know, you still got Hosa and Sharp. You know, it's 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 simply a matter of do you want to play the whole Ducks team? Can you can can we beat them or can we take advantage of the lack of depth that the Blackhawks will bring into this series? Not to mention how much they've been softened up by playing such a, a banger seven-gamer with, with the Ducks. Do you want to go up against that? I, I, I Honestly, I, I can't decide. Whoever they're going to play is going to be a fantastic opponent. But I'm almost I, – I think I'd have to lean the Ducks simply because they just don't have that, that it factor. They have some great guys on their team, and they're definitely deeper, bigger, and stronger. But I, I just think if anybody's going to derail, you know, Lundquist's destiny, so to speak, it's going to be – Guys like Taze and Kane, and, and who are just there's no spotlight too big for guys like that. Well, before the playoffs started, uh, my girlfriend said to me, "Do you think the Rangers will win the Stanley Cup?" And I said, "No, not because I didn't want them to, or because I didn't think they could, just because how insanely hard it is to win." I mean, look at they haven't won since '93, '94. Um, you know, just just the whole grind of the of the postseason, and now here we are again in a second straight Game Seven where things will need to go their way once again, and it just goes to show how crazy it is just to reach the final, let alone win it all once you get there, and whether they get there and face the Ducks or the Blackhawks, it will be you know even harder than it was to get by the Lightning. Um, but you know, hopefully we are able to talk next week and preview a Rangers Blackhawks a Rangers Ducks series. Hopefully this isn't the end of the road, and our next time we talk isn't to talk about free agent moves or something silly like that. And uh, hopefully we get a few more weeks of Rangers hockey after Friday night. Yeah, that's true. I guess uh, all things said and done, I don't give a shit who we play. Just let's make sure we're playing someone. So, uh, yeah, Game Seven's going to be huge. It would be nice for once for them to, 
you know, play a game where they take it by the horns instead of, you know, maybe sitting back and figuring it out. But again, if that's the Rangers' way, so be it as long as they get that W. All right, 610. I look forward to talking uh, Rangers Stanley Cup final preview next week. Uh, enjoy game seven, and uh, hopefully it goes as well as the last time we talked before one. I'm planning on it. Thanks, buddy. <laughs>